celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. There is hardly any room in the studio. It is full of some amazing talents. Of course, I'm talking about Joey Volani, the dog father, animal communicator Joey Turner, dog trainer Alan Cable, and in for Dr. Debbie this week. On her much-deserved vacation, we have Doc Halligan. Welcome back, Doc. How are you doing? We have so much fun with you. I love doing this show with you guys. I learn stuff. I get to tease Joey. I mean, life doesn't get any better. You guys are like brother and sister, sort of. And then like husband and wife. It depends on the lighting in the room, really. (laughs) Right. Look how quiet they are. I can't even answer that question. I I know. What was the last time you worked together? Was it uh, Groomer Hazard? Was it Groomer Hazard? No, we actually just went yeah. to New York together and um, was on yeah. Katie's show. And, oh, somebody um, got cut out of the show completely. Um, the other, oh, the other yeah. one didn't. And, you know, You're talking about Katie Couric's show. You were yes, on the yes. show. I saw you. I saw your head pop in and out. <laughs> yes, um, yes. You see me for about um, two seconds, um, saying "coming, coming yeah. up soon." Dog father Joey Valani, and then something happened um, where you know I didn't get on. I think Doc took a little bit too much time, but I got to say, she did. A, if anyone's seen the show, she did an unbelievable she did a really job. Good job. I actually told yeah. her that, that was that was one of the best pieces I've ever seen her do. You got very emotional, as I remember. On the I show. did. I didn't expect Katie Kirk to ask me how many animals I've euthanized in my career. Mm. Um, and so, uh, you know, it just, like, it just, and then I think watching the video of myself getting emotional talking about a dog licking my hand and then euthanizing it mm. just, you know, hit me. Um, so, yeah, I was surprised. I, I usually don't get emotional. But, Joey, I want to say, I spent the whole Sunday with him and watched him groom. He's amazing. He really is an amazing He really is, because when we were at Groomer Has It, I didn't really get to watch him groom, because he was judging the other groomers. So it was really a treat for me to spend all Sunday and watch him do his thing and transform these shelter dogs. And then it was so cute when we got to the set... Of course, you know, Joey had worked so hard, and and the one lady let the dog run through the mud, mm-hmm. and oh, it's no. beautiful coat was all, Right. <clears throat> so what did I do for you, Joey? She got me a blow dryer, and um, we um, we got the dog looking um, um, halfway decent. Um, actually, the dog looked good, but um, you know what? It was it looked real good the day before when it was ready. It was a white dog. It ran through the puddles, ran through the mud, and she came in all happy. Oh, he walked, ran through the mud. I went, ran through the puddles, and I did everything but wanted to put a um, lead around her neck and you know choke her, but. Um, <laughs> Right. You can't get away with that stuff anymore. You made those animals look good, and I want people to know that despite the fact that you didn't land on Kitty Keurig's show, that you yeah. that you really did a, a fine job with those animals and made them look good. And Doc Halligan did a very good job, too. And I'm so Thank proud you. to have you guys here today answering questions uh, toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. Also very proud of our very own Stacy Cohn. Well, there's nothing better than throwing the ball with your dog and running around, and then when you're done, you just want to kick back and have a brew. Right. Not you. Your dog. Cool. There's a new dog beer that's come out. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Brand new drinking buddy, your dog? Yeah. Another dog I'm beer? Ask, is beer bad for your dog? Yes. Like, like if it, okay, yeah. because I've Alcohol heard is things, not but. good for your dog. 
it's not good for us. I was either. just going to say it's not you good for that. people. Either. Right? No, I mean it's it's definitely no. It is not. They should not have any alcohol. My cat will lick some some of the beer that I have. And I, yeah, the, oh, they'll drink it. I had a client say she gives her dog a glass of wine with her. You know, when she has a glass of wine, she gives her dog a glass of wine every night. Is that okay? Jeez. Yeah, and I said, no, it's not. And I know people who smoke marijuana and put the the animal in a bag and then blow it in and get them drunk or get them high on the marijuana. Yeah, please keep your animals out of your stash, okay? Yeah, Yeah, I'm looking at you. I'm talking to you. (laughs) You're looking down at your radio. How does he know? Yeah. He knows. (laughs) You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And Judy is screening your calls right now at one 405 8405 For dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, animal communicator Joey Turner, and in for Dr. Debbie today. We have the very beautiful Doc Halligan. If you could just see how well Joey Volani's dressed today. And I, I, I don't think I'm that much different than any other day, you know. <laughs> Did to you brush up. your teeth? Comb I your hair? I always brush my teeth. Twice Are you wearing clean plus. underwear? No, they're about three days old. Um, yeah, I, I wait until you can throw them against the wall and they stick, and then I know it's time to change. You know? TMI. Yeah. Okay, let's. Uh, Stacy, what's going on in your world? Well, remember that movie uh, Catch Me If You Can about that con artist that got away with it and um, actually went to prison, and then he wrote a book and a movie came out. Well, there's a cat. Right on his tail. <laughs> this cat was locked up after it was uh, found carrying contraband into prison. I'll tell you about it. Coming up on Animal Radio News. Oh, I saw the video on that. I did? Yeah, me too. Oh, really? yeah. They took the tape around this cat's belly and there was cell phones. There was all kinds of contraband stuff that they taped around this cat. But what they did is they... When he was going into the prison, or maybe I shouldn't give this away. No, go ahead. Give okay, it away. Okay. When he was going into the prison, the stupid guards caught him right away, and now they don't know what cell he was going to. So they don't know whose cat, you know, what cat. They should have waited see, though, to see where, where he the, went. Not even are, that. I would I would have took everything and just sent the cat back out. And every time the cat came, if I was the guard, I would have had a new cell phone and all kinds of contraband <laughs> that I could have sold in the prison and made some extra money. Now, come on. These people don't think straight. Is this a video that you're referring to? Yeah, there's actually a video on the cat. They, oh. show, they show them they're holding the cat and they're stripping it of all the stuff that's taped around its belly. <laughs> we got to post that at the website yeah shocking that a cat would allow that to happen isn't it that they let you tape stuff to them yeah my cat if i try to put a leash on my cat it drops to the ground and won't move right so that's that is very strange i'd like to see that video if we can post it over at animalradio.com as soon as i'm done with the show i'm going to go over to animalradio.com and look at that video I don't know what you guys are talking about. I got to tell you, I'm not as hip as you think I am. On the show today, we're going to talk to a lady who uh, says there may be a reason that you're single, and it may be your pets, maybe your animal, maybe your bunny, maybe your cats, and we'll ask her for some tips on that. Uh, Toll free right now, 1-866-405-8405. Hey, JC, how are you doing? Hey, good afternoon. How are you guys doing today? Good. Where are you calling from? Uh, Springfield, Missouri. I want to thank you for taking my call, first of all. 
Oh, of course. That's our job, and we love doing it. What's going on? <laughs> uh, say, I got a Winnie Dog at Dodson. Uh, he go by Rojo, meaning red for in Spanish. And um, the other day, you know, I'm in over the road driver, and, the other, and I go from state to state, and uh, he started throwing up uh, uh, blood on the stool and stuff like that. And, and, and I talked to, uh, to the missus, and she said, well, he might have contracted Povo. You know, uh, is there anything I can do in the meanwhile uh, before I get him to the vet, or do I got to rush him to the hospital? Well, first of all, JC, has he been vaccinated against uh, Provo? Yes, did he, he get has. his puppy shots? Uh, okay. Yes, yes, ma'am. He did, and he's one year old. Mm. Yes, he's he is. one. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't really be thinking Parvo because he's vaccinated and he's one. It's usually a puppy disease um, with dogs that aren't vaccinated. It is a serious disease, though, um, uh-huh. because they can die from it. And the reason they die from Parvo virus is the virus makes them unable to keep anything in their system. So they vomit and they have diarrhea. And they get dehydrated. And typically you don't have blood coming in the vomit or the diarrhea uh, with parvo. And the classic sign for parvo is they get really depressed. That's a, you know, that's the first sign you'll see uh, an animal come in, a puppy, and it'll just be sitting there. And puppies don't just sit there. And so, you know, before you have the vomit or diarrhea, lethargy or depression is, um, is the number one sign. Does, does he have that? Uh, uh, well, he's been sleeping a lot, uh, you know, sleeping a lot. I take him outside and he, you know, and he does his, you know, his take care of his business, but nothing and nothing comes out. It's sort of like, uh, excuse my expression, gas, so to speak. Yeah, he's straining. Yeah, and, I, and I could hear it, yeah. Do you give him things to eat other than dog food? No, ma'am. Uh, I learned that from you guys a long time ago. Uh, not, not to give him uh, dog food, uh, human food. Okay. So he and does he ever eat anything when he goes for his walks? Pick uh, no, something I, up. Uh, he goes with me. Um, I take him on the rest area stuff like that, and so he's he's under constant supervision. Uh, well, what I think was is that he got a hold of something, or, or might have licked the urine from another uh, for. Uh, for from another dog or something, I might have turned my head. He might have ate something, or I don't know, Doc. I don't know. I got my hands okay. tied here. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, like the good news, I don't think it's Parvo. Um, uh-huh. You know, they. I know you drive a big truck. They do have house call vets because uh, clearly you probably wouldn't be able to drive the truck into a clinic parking lot. But they do have house call vets that will come to your house uh, okay. or co- will come to you. So that's an option. Um, if it is just vomiting diarrhea from something he ingested, um, as long as they can keep water down and they don't get dehydrated, I usually tell people to not feed them for 24 hours. And the uh-huh. intestinal lining, you know, turns over really fast. And a lot of times they'll just, you know, heal up on their own. You can give them Imodium like we take for diarrhea uh-huh. as well. So there's some over-the-counter stuff. But, um you know, okay. it's probably better to have if he's really not keeping anything in, have a vet come over and look at him for you. All righty. Thank you so much for taking my call once again. And on behalf of myself and Roseland, the Truck and Association, we want to thank you. You guys are a mentor. Oh well, well, thank you very much. I look at the hairs on my back; they're standing up. This, this is JC. I appreciate your call, and you know we appreciate all OTR does. You keep our country moving, and we thank you for that. 
one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. And unfortunately, we had to give him the. Can we get the jingle singers, please? Go to your bed. Yeah, sometimes that's the only answer. <laughs> Joey, do you want to do that with me? Do you want to sing it with me so we can, you know, have a little jingle together? On the count sure, of on the count of three. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Go, Go to you. your vest. <laughs> okay. okay, let's try again. Try again. Joey, come okay. on, Joey. Give us a program. Okay. Uh, okay. It should be and a one and a two, right? Okay, and a one and a two and a three. Go, Go to, to your vest. Wow. Okay. You okay. know what? I can see why both of your musical careers did work out. Yes. Yeah. No, they didn't. They didn't. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> I can dance. Can you dance, Joey? I can dance um, as, as good as I could run a marathon. Okay. <laughs> Not happening. So that would be no. Exactly. Gosh, my bubble is just burst now. You know, this is one of those guys. They just, I just stand there and look good. Okay. I, I, you know, that's about as much as. <laughs> that's about as far as it goes. You just kind of snap, right, Joey? You just kind of snap yeah, your finger. Exactly. <laughs> Put me on the spot and throw money at it. I'll do anything. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well, not anything. There's limitations to what you do. Yes, yes, I do have. I do have some sort of scruples here, you know. <laughs> That's good to know. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. Animal Radio is brought to you by. Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs. Kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes. Repels biting flies and kills lice. Help prevent pests on your pet with monthly topical flea or tick treatments. Advantage 2 for cats or dogs. Kills through contact, so fleas don't have to bite to die. Canine Advantix 2, which is for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, and mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 kill all flea life stages, including eggs and larvae. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantix 2 are recommended by veterinarians and are available at animal hospitals and pet specialty retailers. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. You bathe your pet at home, and now you can dry them like a pro with the X-Power Pro at Home Dryer. This lightweight, compact, quiet dryer is perfect for winter bathing. The X-Power Pro at Home Dryer comes with four styling nozzles, so you can get the professional look at home. Get the X-Power Pro at Home Dryer during this holiday special for just $89 through January only. It makes the perfect gift for the entire family and is endorsed by me, Groomer Joey Villani. Available at Amazon.com or ViperPet.com. If you depend on prescription opioid painkillers or heroin to get through each day, you may ask yourself, how did I get here? Withdrawal and rehab seem like scary and difficult roads, but there is a different way. I know because I was just like you and I found it at TurnToHelpNow.com. At TurnToHelpNow.com, I learned about different ways to get help, including those in a private setting without the need for daily visits. 
Find your courage and go to turntohelpnow.com today. Animal Radio. Welcome, my friend. Grab your pet, bring him around the radio, and join us. Uh, this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by the Scoop Free Litter. I got to tell you, we use one of these things in the studio here. And Judy, how often do you change the litter? Oh, you know what? I have several of them, so I only do it like every three to four weeks. Three to four weeks. Think yeah. about that. I know. You're one of those people that has to chain or clean the litter no every s- single day, several times a day. No scooping. No mm-hmm. scooping. This automatic litter comes with a disposable tray, so you will actually never touch any of the poo. You'll just pull out the tray, dump it in the trash, and put it in a brand new tray. It comes with a uh, cover, which is removable if you don't want the cover or your cat doesn't want the cover. I know some cats prefer privacy. Some cats, not so much. But they definitely prefer a clean litter. It comes with a 90-day money-back guarantee and a one-year limited product warranty. Learn more at scoopfree.com. That's scoopfree.com. In fact... As we were talking there, Boog the studio cat just went in the scoop free litter. Yeah, you know, and when it gets real stinky and you gotta jump up, grab a bag, get the scooper, clean it out. This I know just in a matter of seconds after he gets out, it's gonna go ahead and scoop it away, put it in a closed thing so I don't see it or smell it. You know how they're smartphones? This is a smart litter and it yes. keeps track of how many times your litter goes to the bath your litter go your cat goes <laughs> to the litter so that uh, you can track any health problems that if need they're to having on. any urinary problems if they're going to the bathroom a lot. It has a counter on it to let you know how many times they're in there. Cool stuff, I'm telling you. And also, if a, a woman is pregnant, yeah, that's a great option because you know we have cats ah. turned into the shelter when they become women become pregnant. That their pediatricians tell them they have to get rid of the cat. Oh wow! Because the, the, what toxoplasmosis? Yes, exactly, and that that would come from cleaning the litter box. Oh. People actually turn their cats in for that, huh? Absolutely. Wow, I don't, I can't yeah. do that. My cat's my family, but right. uh, I guess some I people know. don't look at it the same way. Hey, let's go to the phones. We have uh, Debbie on the phone. Hi, Debbie. How are you doing? Hi, good. How are you? Good. I have Doc Halligan in filling in for Doctor Debbie today. What's going on? Well, I'm calling about my grandson cat, <laughs> uh, my daughter's cat, um, Bosco, and he is a three-year-old. Um, Devon Rex, which are very petite cats, as she probably knows, or he probably knows. And um, she's got two of these breeds of cats. And uh, her one cat, BG, is perfectly normal, you know, six pounds, healthy. Poor Bosco is uh, three, and he is 24 pounds and gaining. They've, wow. uh, he throws wow. up, you know, six to seven times a day. Um, they've had him in, tested for everything imaginable. The only thing they could come up with was uh, th- a very thick uh, stomach lining, intestinal lining, and a very enlarged fatty heart. And I was just wondering if, you know, it could be something else. I've heard that pancreatitis can be very insidious in a cat, and she's very frustrated. So, yeah, the Devon Rexes are uh, little pixie kitties that are normally slender, but you will have certain cats. They, they aren't related, BG and Bosco, correct? Uh, they actually are from the same father. They're from the same father, mm-hmm. the same litter. Okay. Devin, you have to be careful because Devon Rexes are predisposed to heart disease or cardiomyopathy. Mm-hmm. That's in their genes. So we definitely... 
you know, Bosco being 24 pounds is considered morbidly obese uh-huh. once they get that big. And he sounds to me like he may have a bit of an eating disorder, which actually is not uncommon in cats. Um, and it kind of can be a form of OCD because if you think about cats' natures, in the wild, you know, they spend a lot of time sleeping. And then what would motivate them to to want to go hunt? Hungry. <laughs> hungry. Okay. So then they get hungry and they go and they have to exert a lot of effort to catch a mouse or, you know, whatever. And so we've domesticated them. And the problem is that they don't have to put any effort into getting the food bowl. And most owners usually leave the food out. And so then it creates a real problem for these cats. And some of them will develop eating disorders. And they just, they eat when they're not hungry. And, and they're eating because their environment's not enriched a um, lot of and times. And let me add this. Um, I'm sorry for mm-hmm. interrupting you. No, it's okay. Um, my ahead. daughter is a very strict vegetarian herself, very into nutrition. And mm-hmm. um, her cats you know, obviously are not vegetarian, but right. she, um, they get the best of everything and they get fed at a, you know, a certain regimen. It's not like food just sitting out. Okay, She's, good. you know, done a lot of research on it. So it's not like, you know, and, okay. and the one cat, you know, is normal and the other one's not. Right. So and the other one's obese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well, not like the food is sitting out. Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, if, if, um, if, if he happened to be on a desert island and had no access to food but just water, do you think he'd lose weight? Uh, we really don't know. I mean, uh, this, this veterinarian <laughs> is just baffled because as much vomiting as he's doing, he's mm-hmm. gaining weight. Mm-hmm. With but every visit. he's eating, though. He's still eating. He's eating. Um, yeah, and yeah. vomiting, eating, vomiting. Yeah. And he's actually well, in vomiting order to... so badly that the, the other day mm-hmm. um, he passed out. No, poor guy. Yeah. Well, you know, we get, this isn't the first case I've had like this. I've been practicing 23 years. Wow. And, tw- you know, Debbie, 10, 10 years ago, we never saw this kind of thing. But it's just since they've really, I think, um, made the, the, the cat food so palatable, it's so tasty, that we've seen a lot more problems like this. But the fact is, once a cat is obese like that, it takes very little energy stores to maintain that. Because he is so obese, it would ha- it will take probably one or two years to get him down to a target weight. You have to do it really slowly because cats can develop what's called fatty liver syndrome. Uh-huh. And they can die from that. A fat cat, if they stop eating, they take that fat stores, put it in their liver, and then they end up dying from liver failure. And it has nothing to do with why they stopped eating in the first place. So he is a critical cat for weight loss. And you're looking at like a couple of years to get that down safely. Now, for the vomiting, the easiest way to diagnose why a cat's vomiting like that is to do a biopsy with an endoscope of the stomach and the small intestine and the large intestine. Believe it or not, food allergy or food intolerance is more common in cats than it is in dogs. You need to get an absolute 100% diagnosis for the vomiting. And that would be, like I said, you have to do, you got to biopsy that tissue. You need to work with a board certified internist, not just a general practitioner. 
So they would be the ones that would do the scoping, and then they work with your general practitioner, and they help you put the cat on specific treatment to stop the vomiting. Yeah. Yeah, I have my own problem here. We have an 11-year-old cat, um, and he actually broke the record in our town. He's um, about 35 pounds now. Holy moly. Wow. Goodness sakes. uh, And my other cat is 8 pounds, and they eat the same pretty much the same and you know this cat's been big since he was little the same way but well it's interesting because some people you know i have a sister that i have to watch my way everything i eat she can eat whatever she wants and she's a toothpick (laughs) so you know which is frustrating i I have a brother like that and i hate that that? i hate that (laughs) debbie thank you for your call i know some of the sometimes when people call in a good percentage of the answers are go to the vet so we actually had the jingle singers put together the go to the vet Go to your bed. That's beautiful. I love it. Go to your bed. (laughs) Cats are complicated, man. I had a cat with an eating disorder. It was real interesting to listen to that whole thing because, you know, it never occurred to me that his life wasn't enriched. I just found somebody who was a cat person and gave him away. But he was going in the cupboards and getting food out all by Mm -hmm. himself. And, I mean, he was... He was doing, he was getting his exercise, getting the food. That was his exercise. Yeah. Well, he has OCD, and these cats need to be stimulated. Like, I mean, they have to play with them, like two 15-minute sessions. you got to enrich their environment because they need that, especially a Devon Rex. Well, it makes sense. All living things need things. You know, they, you just can't just let them lay around all day and not, not play with them and spend time with them. And, but Mm -hmm. cats are interesting. They're very complex. Yes. Just like women. <laughs> what? Hey. Just like think, just like babes. Th- just like babes. <laughs> <laughs> Judy, do you think women are more complicated than men? Not at all. <laughs> oh my gosh. Men men are so Oh, you guys are so silly. Men are so easy. Give me a break. What don't oh, you understand yeah. about men? Oh, what don't man. you everything, what don't you everything. get? You guys need to come with a manual. What don't you what don't you get? What confuses give me one thing that you confuses you about men. What? Uh, that they don't like, they don't understand when we're mad, why we're mad. I mean, come oh, see, on. it's all about you. There there we go. It's not really about the man, it's about the woman. It goes right back to you. They don't understand why we feel this way. <laughs> so what's your point, Alan? My point is men are simple. They are so simple. They are just like dogs. The sa- and women are like cats. <laughs> Okay. No. You're lucky you're on the other side of the table. I'd smack you. Oh yeah, Judy. Oh, come, come and get me, baby. I'll come, I'll and, come get and get you. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. And we're here to talk to you about our new line of alpha grain-free dog and cat formulas. And we've been the leaders in grain-free nutrition with our LID formulas before grain-free became a trend. Our new grain-free alpha formulas combine multiple high-quality proteins at balanced levels with unique fruits and vegetables for vitamins and antioxidants. For more information on alpha and all of my dog and cat food formulas, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? 
How about fatigue, nausea, low energy, or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Ambrin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss in women over 40 with no big change in lifestyle. Ambrin restores hormonal imbalance in women over 40, so the extra pounds fall away and the other symptoms simply disappear. To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first 50 callers right now at 1-800-510-3558. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-510-3558. That's 1-800-510-3558. If you depend on prescription opioid painkillers or heroin to get through each day, you may ask yourself, how did I get here? Withdrawal and rehab seem like scary and difficult roads, but there is a different way. I know because I was just like you and I found it at TurnToHelpNow.com. At TurnToHelpNow.com, I learned about different ways to get help, including those in a private setting without the need for daily visits. Find your courage and go to TurnToHelpNow.com today. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Never see, touch, or smell messy waste again. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. There's an Illinois scientist who says he's discovered prehistoric remains that belong to a reptile that's thought to be the one-time lizard-eating ruler of the sea. I thought that was Charlie Tuna, the, the king of the sea. Well, I guess not. The Chicago Tribune says Field Museum scientist Jim Holstein uncovered the fossil remains of this so-called T-Rex of the sea while he was on a trek through the Nevada mountains. The 28-foot-long reptile, considered to be a super predator, died about 245 million years ago. Scientists believe the remains are of the earliest type of ithosaur. That's the Greek word for fish lizard. Experts say it closely resembled a dolphin, but here's what's really weird. It evolved from being a land animal to a sea animal. So it went from the land to the sea. I don't know. I find that kind of hard to believe that it could live outside of, you know, in the mountains, then all of a sudden be able to make it under the sea. But weirder things have happened. I mean, the sea's parted by itself, too. So who am I to judge? With so many pet businesses and services dotting the landscape these days, it's hard to know which one is the right one for you and your pet. You know, if you're considering a pet sitter, here's some tips. Um, you want to screen your pet sitter and make sure that security is top-notch for him. So start by getting references from your friends, your neighbors, and your coworkers. You want to interview your pet sitter before you hire them. Ask them if they know pet first aid and CPR. Look, Mama Cass Elliot, remember her? She used to play the guitar. Uh, I, Mama's in the Papa. She choked on, I think it was a corned beef sandwich. <laughs> That could happen to your pet, and you want somebody that can do the Heimlich maneuver or whatever. Ask uh, if the pet sitter is a pet parent themselves, because if they've never been one, you know, they don't know how to handle pets. Nobody knows how to take care of your furry loved one like another pet parent. Be sure the pet sitter is bonded if they're part of a business with other staff members. You know, there are uh, certifications now. There's... um 
N-A-P-P-S. That's a certification program where pet sitters can take courses in topics like animal care and health issues. So when it comes, um, you know, to your pet sitter, you want to do a, a check on them. You can go to the Better Business Bureau and see if they have any complaints. Also, you want to make sure that they are bonded because you may have a piece of jewelry that you'd like to keep. The latest pet food crisis involves Beneful dry dog p- food. Uh, reports from around the country are telling of dogs getting sick, in many cases dying. Although it's not uh, proven, many pet owners say the illnesses went away when they stopped feeding their dogs Beneful. Always check immediately with your vet if your dog becomes ill. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by the Scoop-Free Self-Cleaning Litter Box. Just replace a disposable litter tray once every few weeks and never handle messy waste again. Learn more at ScoopFree.com. Do you enjoy cleaning your cat's litter box? (laughs) I didn't think so. Scoop-Free is the litter box that cleans itself so you don't have to. Scoop Free automatically rakes waste away, but unlike other systems, you can leave Scoop Free alone for weeks at a time without handling waste or refilling litter. All you do is replace a disposable litter tray, and you'll never see, smell, or touch messy waste again. Learn more about the number one rated automatic litter box at ScoopFree.com. This is Judy from Animal Radio. For months now, I've been telling you about the Stella and Chewy's dog food. Now I want to tell you about their cat food made with 100% raw meat. And just like all Stella and Chewy's products, these dinners are made without grains, fillers, artificial preservatives, colorings, sugar, or salt. They come in four flavors. Chick Chick Chicken, Super Beef Alicious, Charming Chicken and Beef, and Yummy Licking Salmon and Chicken. Visit their website at StellaAndChewy's.com. That's Chewy's, C-H-E-W-Y-N. Ladies, are any of these symptoms familiar? Weight gain, hot flashes, rapid heartbeat, night sweats? How about fatigue, nausea, low energy? Or what about sleeplessness, low libido, and fat storage, especially around the belly area? If you're a woman over 40 experiencing any of these symptoms, you probably have hormonal imbalance. And until you balance your hormones, it'll be practically impossible to get rid of these problems. But you're in luck because Ambrin is the all-natural formula clinically shown to cause sustained weight loss in women over 40 with no big change in lifestyle. Ambrin restores hormonal imbalance in women over 40, so the extra pounds fall away and the other symptoms simply disappear. To receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a free 30-day supply, just be one of the first 50 callers right now at 1-800-510-3558. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-510-3558. That's 1-800-510-3558. Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. That's your number to chime in, help celebrate our connection with your pet. And I welcome back to Animal Radio, Alan Anderson, of Alan and Linda Anderson. Alan was a cop till, uh, I think, what, 1996, Alan? That's right, yes. And then you then you, you formed the Angels Animal Network, or the Animal Angels Network? <laughs> yes, that's right. We, uh, Linda and I uh, created uh, Angel Animals Network to share stories about those amazing, amazing experiences people have with their pets. Mm. How does one go from being a cop <laughs> to, I mean, it's quite a drastic change. In a big city, too. Yeah, it is a drastic change. Uh, you know, in, in a way, it's kind of interesting because uh, I've always liked uh, and enjoyed writing. I, my degree was in journalism, and I was going that direction. 
when uh, circumstances happened where I, I really wasn't able to do that, so I decided to do uh, police work to gather more story ideas. And when I got into it, I really liked doing the work because I enjoyed helping people. It's just an amazing way of doing something that actually does some good in the very basic elements of society. And, and uh, you know, on some of those calls, I would see uh, how the the family pet, the family dog, would really be the only adult in the room hmm. <laughs> when it came to comforting and trying to calm things down and trying to be there with the children and helping them through the crisis. And I was just, I just love that. I said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to write about this. I really want to write about this one day. Well, you, you've written a lot, and the latest, I love the latest, a dog named Leaf. It's, uh, it's deep. I'll tell you, it's a hero from heaven who saved my life. Tell us a little bit about Leaf. Well, Leaf is, uh, uh, we adopted Leaf when he was about a year old from the shelter, and he was as adorable and as cute as he can be. He's a Cocker Spaniel, all black, and he was just adorable. But we found out, soon found out, that he came from a background that, you know, was unknown at the time he was abandoned, and apparently there was some abuse, so he was a total, complete, emotional, and otherwise wreck in every way. Mm. We brought him home, and he did not fit in at all. He he just was not, not used to being inside. He was... Uh, uh, not uh, potty trained. He was uh, snapping and and doing just things that dogs ought not to do in mm. order if they're going to be able to become a family member. Mm. Did you think you made a mistake? <laughs> well, I personally thought to myself I wasn't ever going to give up on this dog, but somehow, somewhere in my deepest subconscious, I probably wondered, was this the right thing to do? And uh, and I, I don't want to admit to that, but I really do know in my heart that I wasn't going to give up well, and because he was very special and there was something going on between me and him, even at that time, because we both sort of came from a viewpoint of not trusting people because of my background in police work and his background, and that just a little pup, a year old, going through trauma, maybe we don't even know what it was, but he didn't really think people were trustworthy. Mm. He saved your life. He certainly did. How is that? What did he do? In many different ways. He was there for me during a crisis when I had to go through brain surgery to repair a uh, aneurysm on the frontal section of my brain. Mm. Now, hey, you weren't even aware that you had that, were you? How did that come about? How did you find out about the aneurysm? I uh, was having some dizzy spells, and I, uh, I told my wife, Linda, and of course, you know, if you, you know Linda, she was very insistent about getting it checked out. I thought it was some inner ear infection, so I went to the doctor, got some x-rays, and and I got a call one day when I was in my office. I was uh, working at a computer software company, and I was in my office, and they called me, and they said, the doctor said, well, I have some news for you. Uh, you have an unruptured brain aneurysm. And I, I thought to myself, well, you know, obviously he has the wrong person because I don't, but I asked him, well, where is it? And he said, well, in your brain. <laughs> he, he said, put your finger on your forehead. It's about an inch below your finger, uh, uh, right, right in the center part of your brain, and uh, it needs to be taken care of. Well, I was traumatized. I mean, I was been healthy up to that point. I had no problems physically. I was really doing well. And, of course, like many of us in life, we all rely on our brains, and we don't like to think of it as being broken. So I was, I was, I, I left my office. I went in the hallway. It was kind of quiet that day. There weren't a lot of people around, and the hallway was deserted. So I was able to have a few minutes just to, just to feel some self pity and go into some sort of trauma, so to speak, because my father had uh, a stroke at a young age, and then doing police work, I've seen a lot of people that led, led miserable lives because of brain damage. And I, I didn't ever want to be a person that had to rely on others. And I just thought of all the worst possible scenarios with this, even with with. Uh, brain surgery it would still be uh, would be something that I did not 
want to lose any of my capacity for because I really needed to work and needed to do all the things that sure. people do. Well, you were kind of reluctant to tell Linda. Is that correct? Oh, I didn't want to tell her at all. I thought if I had this emotional reaction, she would just be a, just a basket case. Mm-hmm. I had no faith in her at all at that point when it came to her emotional reaction because she was always very, very strong when it came to her own uh, uh, ups and downs and challenges in life. But when it came to her kids and it came to me, I would think that she, you know she always really, really uh, felt bad. Of course, she's, you know, this is just a typical male ego thought of things because women are very strong when it comes to... Yes, we are. That's true. (laughs) I appreciate you agree with me, Judy. (laughs) Well, now, Leif helped you through this. Leif helped me through this. Um, I did tell Linda, but I told her in in a way that allowed her, in my mind, allowed her to ease into it by typing of this beautiful fact sheet of what her what it was, and, you know, all the different uh, positive scenarios, none of the negative stuff, all the Internet stuff that was definitely not to look up. And she read that thing, and she looked at me, and she put it on the table in a very firm way, and she said, you have a brain aneurysm, you're going to have brain surgery, and you gave me a memo? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's, you know, you're a writer. That's how you do things. Uh, Yeah, I totally agree, and I I think we need, I need to quote you on that. (laughs) Well, the book is great. It's a warm, very warm, loving book, A Dog Named Leaf, The Hero from Heaven Who Saved My Life. What a cute picture. It's a Cocker Spaniel, right? Right, and he's actually, we're both happy and healthy, and everything's good. It was, it's really a wonderful uh, uplifting story, and he helped me in ways that we can't get into now, but he was just amazing, both in in a, in a very mystical type of way and also in a very physical, upfront way. He was very much there for me through the entire crisis. How long has he been with you now? Oh, he's about seven now, seven years old, so he's been with us six years. He was a year when they uh, abandoned him at the shelter. Well, I encourage listeners to check out the story. I have uh, 10 copies to give away right now at one 405 8405 If you're not lucky enough to get through, a dog named Leaf, the hero from heaven who saved my life, the author, our good friend, Alan Anderson, joining us. Alan, thank you so much for spending time with us. And give Leaf a big old hug from all of oh, us. Oh, I'm going to do that. He's going to be hugged so tight he'll say, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> We'll head back to the phones right after this. Hey, it's Vinnie Penn coming at you, uh, the party animal on Animal Radio. Hey, Valentine's Day, all right? We're all excited about Valentine's Day. Well, no, that's a lot. I don't even know. You can tell that I riff when I do these. When I Really, I'm not excited. I'm really not excited about it at all. But the funny thing that I wanted to tell you is I actually saw greeting cards, uh, Valentine's Day cards for your dog or cat. Um. Did I miss the primetime live special? Did I miss the, the, the breaking news that you can now teach your dog or cat to read? What? I, I don't. Who came up with this? Who's the lunatic that came up with it? Who's the lunatic that's going to buy it? And then do they like read it to their dude? They bend over to the dog. Roses are red. Violets are blue. I love my dog and he loves me too. What is go Valentine's Day cards for your pet? I mean, I understand my my dog Cruiser, rest in peace Cruiser. I remember once I got him a heart-shaped uh, you know, biscuit snack for for Valentine's Day, but I don't know that I would get him a card even if it was like a scratch and sniff of another dog's butt. Vinnie Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. Hi, I'm Ed Asher, you're on Animal Radio. Spay or neuter your animals, you dummies. 
Oh, now Joy's doing with that pit bull. Did you say you're wondering how I was doing with that pit bull? Yeah, yeah. How you how you doing with that pit bull? It got cold here, so he's been inside. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm doing really well with him. I just pay no attention to him. Yeah. Well, you know, and I tried the whole sending him love and talking kindly to him and all that sort of thing. This is five years later. None of that stuff worked. Well, That's you don't, you don't thought, actually, you, know, t- you don't actually talk little- kindly to him. You just, you just sort of ignore him. Just walk by and ignore him. And then you're going to over time just stop and stand there and ignore him for about a minute on the clock. And you're going to do that for like, I don't know, three weeks, maybe a month. And then you're going to turn and face him and look towards his house and ignore him. It's a long process, you know, it's a long yeah. process. And eventually he's going to see that you don't really care that he's barking. And he's going to just stop. And that's when you talk to him. Mm. That's when you say, good dog, and throw him a treat. That's how you do it. For those of you that missed last week's show, Joy is a brand new neighbor, a pit bull. And they're just not getting along. And I know Joy's trying to communicate with the, the pit bull, but uh, that's not working, apparently. So Alan's schooling her. I mean, yes, it well, any time I say, hi, honey, can we talk about your behavior? And he goes, I don't have to talk to you. My dad doesn't like you. I figured, yeah, so oh, well, we're off good. on a good foot. <laughs> any any attention you give him when he's barking like a lunatic like that will just reinforce the barking like a lunatic. It's yeah, just paying no that. attention. Dogs are kind of like women. How's that? Well, any attention you give them when they're barking like lunatics is just going to reinforce the barking like a lunatic. <laughs> Send your emails Ooh, yeah. to your voice at animalradio.com. You know, last week we were also talking about, we had that divorce attorney on who's telling us how you could get screwed out of your pet if you get divorced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I saw that very day right there in the uh, newspaper here. Dear Abby, my husband and I have been separated for a year and I have filed for divorce. We've reached an agreement about everything except for one thing, our tortoise. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This may seem strange, but Herbert has always been our child. I think of him as my kid, and I believe my husband when he says he loves him as much as I do. Uh, we got Herbert as a baby. He's now nine, very large, lives in the backyard in a doghouse structure. The problem is my husband still wants to see Herbert. I don't want to see my husband anymore. He'll come over when I'm not here. It's not that I don't distrust him, but I just don't want him in my house. She goes on to ask, I know that if Herbert's mine legally, I won't have to let anyone see him. But once our divorce is final, I want nothing more to do with my husband. And he knows that. But it's like telling someone he could never see his kid again. What should I do? And apparently, Abby is dead. Did you know that? I was unaware yeah, no, that. Yeah, I knew yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, quite a while. So Nicole, a while. Nicole is apparently answering Abby's mail. Yeah. And uh, what is she I say? wonder if Abby knows that, that. And that's my pen name, by the way. Nicole. I am Nicole, yeah. <laughs> Because you can't split Herbert in half, why not consider shared custody? If your husband can provide a safe place for the tortoise to stay while he's with daddy, you can work out an agreement so that you could exchange your kid in a neutral place and you wouldn't have to see your husband and vice versa. Very good advice, Nicole. I mean, Alan. Yeah, it's so sad that, you know, Roy Rogers shut down because they actually had a turtle exchange booth in the in the back of yeah. Roy Rogers. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Roy Rogers did shut down. What was that, a restaurant? It was like a roast beef restaurant. Roy Rogers roast beef. I don't think they ever made it out to California. No, never heard of him. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Jenna Fisher on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your animals. 
I have some tips on pet sitters for you and what you should look for in a pet sitter. You know what? It's pretty similar to your babysitter. You want to make sure that they've got some of the basics, like they know CPR in case your your pet all of a sudden decides to choke on a hairball or, you know, they swallow uh, half of your shoe when they're eating it. More likely. Um, there's all <laughs> kinds of things that you want to look for when hiring a pet sitter, and I've got some uh, some key points for you coming up on Animal Radio News. And I see up on the board here, what is this, Judy, about uh, some lady's going to talk to us about how pets are making us single. What she's do you a, know? She's a blogger. A I blogger. Blogger, yes. That's the thing these days, yes. is to be a blogger. Yes. Doc Halligan, how are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. I thank you for filling in for Dr. Debbie today. Yes, I, I love doing uh, this show with you guys. A lot of fun, and I usually learn something, too. Well, now, J- Joey Volani's on his way in from the break room, and you two sort of have a... Uh, i got to tell you, last time there was, we could have cut the tension. I think there's a little something going on. Uh, but uh, Well, you know, he's known as the Italian Stallion, so yeah. what can I say? Let's just say he doesn't usually come to work dressed like this. So. Oh, he dressed Ooh. up today. Oh, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Your cover is blown. <laughs> This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewy's natural goodness for dogs made with raw USDA inspected meat. It's raised naturally. There's no added hormones, no antibiotics. It is the official food of Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. Check it out at StellaandChewy's.com. And let's go to Wayne. Hey, Wayne, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. What's going on? I got Alan right here. Well, I have always had large dogs like Great Danes and Labs, and right now we had gotten a cockapoo puppy uh, back in July, and she has turned out to be the most ornery, independent little bugger that I have ever seen. And just trying to get her to learn how to come, and I'm I'm sure she, you know, knows, but she thinks, you know, it's more fun to just run away and, and think you're going to chase her and play. Yep, that's that's... That's what she's seeing, uh, Wayne, is that it's a game. In her, in her dog mm-hmm. mind, you're playing a game with her, and there's no incentive uh, for her to listen to you because she's not recognizing you as being in charge, buddy, being the strong, confident leader that I know you can be. And the best way to teach your dog to come is to think about what you're doing first. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about that over the next years. You know, you like that plural, next years? We're going to talk about what people do before they start acting and interacting with their dogs. And so what you need to do, buddy, is always you got to present a calm, confident front, and you have to call your dog when you know your dog is going to come. And the best way to do that is to attach a leash to your dog, six-foot-long leash. And then you're going to do little training sessions where you're going to say, come, one time. Excuse me, i got to clear my throat because it's filled with stuff. <laughs> Sorry about that. And so then we, you say, come, and if your dog doesn't listen, you slowly reel your dog in. When your dog gets to you, you put your dog in the sit position. You say, good dog, and give your dog a treat. And you do it over and over again, probably every day, at least every other day, for 20 minutes. You do it over and over again, nothing else. You don't allow your dog to think that it's playtime. Another important thing is before you do it, you make sure your dog is calm. It's like letting your dog out of a car. When you go somewhere with your dog, your dog's in the car, you don't open the door and let the dog out because the dog's insane. You make the dog calm down. Everything you do, you make the dog calm down before you do it. So before you let your dog out of a car, you make the dog be calm just by sitting there when the 
dog mellows out, you let the dog out. And slowly over time, you teach your dog to be mellow except during playtime. So when it's train time, that's what you're going to be doing. And after a, a month or two of doing it with a six-foot leash, you're going to get yourself one of those 30, 40-foot retractable leashes, and you're going to start doing the same thing with that until you're totally confident that your dog will come without the leash, and then you remove the leash. And if your dog is totally coming to you when you say come, you're giving your dog a treat every time, that's when you move to a public place and you start doing it there. How okay, that and, and the other thing that she does that's really annoying is that she just likes to bark. When does she bark? I'm an over-the-road truck driver, so I'm only home like every couple of weekends, but my wife and son are there, and I was able to start training her for a while this summer when I had to be home for you know a medical reason for a couple of months. And she had gotten actually quite good on the leash doing what you had just told me. And then it seems like she's relapsed to where now she sure. just thinks it's sure. a plaything. But as far as the barking, um, she just, for no really good reason, will, you know, it's almost like she's trying to tell you, I want to play. And, and, you know, she just wants to bark until she gets some attention. Okay. Well, you know, that's that's a good point. That's a, that's a very smart uh, that you made. Because if you're giving her attention barks then she will continue to bark and, and that's that's what dogs do they like attention they like negative attention they like positive attention so if you're not giving your dog attention she will bark to get attention if you're giving it to her then so you have to correct her when she's barking by giving her a short jolt with a leash or saying no quiet and then putting her in her crate or putting her in a dark room, giving her a timeout. And then you have to give her attention and affection when she's doing what you like to teach her that's the proper thing to do. So whenever you see your dog just laying there doing nothing, that's when you go pet your dog and you say, good dog. When your dog is manic, revved up, cranked up, juiced, you pay no attention to your dog. You give them no attention. You give them nothing when they're acting like that. And over time, they figure it out. The hardest thing for people to do is to let their dogs know what they want. Know the behaviors that they want. That's the challenge for all people that are listening right now is, how do I make my dog understand what it is I want my dog to do? And that gentleman we talked to a week or two ago, the Australian guy, Hal, the clicker trainer, oh, yeah. that's, a gr that's a great method for people to learn about, clicker training, because it's a, it speeds up the process of letting your dog know what you want from your dog. And the other problem you have, Wayne, is that you're not there all the time, and your wife and your child, your son, they have to do the same thing you do. You have to act as one. You have to be a united front. If one person lets dog on furniture and the others don't want them on furniture, it never works. It makes the dog crazy. Everybody has to do the same thing in the house. Everybody. Okay. Is that useful, helpful information? I sure hope so. Yeah. Um, is there, like, a website that I can check out, that clicker trainer that you just mentioned? You know, there's a woman who has a great book out. Her name is Karen Pryor. If you just go on the Internet and put in Google clicker training, she's going to pop right up, and you can learn all about clicker training. It's a very simple and very effective method for training dogs, but there's nothing more effective than your time. You have to put the time in. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen in 10 minutes. You've got to be consistent. You've got to be calm. You've got to be assertive and powerful. And you've got to do it on a daily basis to show your dog structure and what it is you expect and want from your dog. And when you do that, you'll have a happy, calm dog and a happy, calm household. Well, that's what everybody wants. All right. Thank you very much. You're so welcome. Hey, thanks for your call, Wayne. one 405 8405 That is toll-free to animal communicator Joy Turner, dog father Joey Volani, Alan Cable, our dog trainer, and in for Dr. Debbie today, Doc Halligan. 
portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by X-Power and the Pro at Home Dryer. You can bathe your pet at home, style them like the pros. Get the X-Power Pro at Home Dryer during this holiday special for just $89 through January. Available at Amazon.com or ViperPet.com. Endorsed by our very own groomer, Joey Volani. Sir Joey, I bow for you. Do you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to be the, um, the, the, the cat man. I don't want to be the um, bird man of Animal Radio. So I'm going back to Dog Father this week. Good. I, and I feel I more comfortable it, with that, by the way. Me too. It just, it just, I just, just don't sound right any other way. No. So um, I noticed uh, today you're dressed a little different than you usually dress. Is it for Doc Halligan? Uh-huh. Yes. You know, it's, 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 it's for Doc. Absolutely. Um, Trying to impress gotta, me. Yes, trying to, you know, because over the years, nothing's really worked, um, so, right. you, know, you know how it is. So you try try new, new, new duds, so see what you can do. We digress. But anyway, I got a question from a, a um, Leslie Gibson, okay, and she's asking, she has an older dog, and... Um, the coat is starting to, um, to you know, to, to dull out a little bit, and it's in, she wants her old dog to look um, young again, and she wants to know if there's things that you can do outside of, of coloring. And you know what? There, there's a few things you can do. Now, one thing, I, and, and, and I just want to say this, before you start changing coat, the first thing you want to do is take care of all the medical issues that are going on that'll make your dog young again, like his teeth. If your dog's teeth are bad, go to the vet and get a cleaning, because that's not only going to make your dog look better, because it actually will make the coat look better, because you're taking all those poisons away, but also the dog will feel better. After you do all that, this is what we can do. Remember, if just brushing, combing, and carding. Carding is a deep, is deep shedding. And people that have short hair dogs probably know what it is if you don't go to your groomer and they'd be happy to do it for you and explain it to you. But what you want to do is you got to get away all that dead and dull coat. Now, dogs that shed and dogs that don't shed, um, as you know, the hair gets some um, growth gets a little longer and, and, and the hair gets a little bit older, you got to remove that dead coat out of there. And just by pulling that out, you're going to get a much shiner, healthier-looking coat right away. The other things you can do is you can use products. Now, there's an amazing product that I've been using called Texture Crystals. And Texture Crystals, what they do is they actually add minerals to the dog's coat. And um, it's a powder. You sprinkle it in. And um, you use a light spray, you brush it through, and what it's going to do is it actually adds the minerals that the coat is actually missing over the course of time, and it absorbs right in, and you almost get instant results with volume and shine. It's a great product. I've been working with this product now for probably just about a year, and um, it hasn't let me down. And then the last thing you could do, you know what, if one all else fails, um, well, actually, no, I should say i got two more things. Old dogs that have a lot of coat look better with shorter haircuts, okay, because it makes them look younger. It gives them more of a puppy look. So you can you can rejuvenate their look by just going a little bit short. It doesn't have to be crazy short because I know some people like to keep the long coat. But you know what? The long coat after a while, it just, just makes the dog look older. So if you shorten it and you give them that puppy look. And the last thing is go to a non-peroxide um, um, color you know, like like um, L'Oreal or Clairol, and they got the stuff that you could just put in, and um, it's not going to hurt your dog. And you know, if your dog has sensitive skin, just do a test patch on its belly, and um, you know, put it on there, let it sit on. I would let it sit on overnight just to make sure that you know you got no irritation, nothing like that. And if you don't get in their eyes and or let them lick it, you'll you'll be happy. And you know what? The good thing is. 
about non-semi-permanent color is, because you don't wash your pet every day, usually, unless you wash it out, it's going to stand for a while until that new growth comes in. So those are some ways to make your old dog look a little bit younger. Mm, Got to love it. All these tips over at the website at AnimalRadio.com. The dog father. Back to the dog father, Joey Volani yeah, on Animal Radio. Back. Where were you? God, when did you leave? Did I miss something? No, I didn't leave. Um, last week I was Catman because I had a cat um, um, tip, and the week before that I was the the Birdman of Animal Radio because my tip was about birds. So, okay. But we don't like them names, so we're going back to the dog father. Okay. Hi, this is Steve Garvey on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your animals. Thank you. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team is in place, all except for Dr. Debbie. In for Dr. Debbie today is Doc Halligan and her very close friend, dog father, Joey Volani, animal communicator, Joey Turner, and dog trainer, Alan Cable. All here at your beck and call. Give us a call, toll free at 1-866-405-8405. Just around the corner... A news check with Stacy Cohn. Well, I have some breaking news. What? Charlie Tuna is no longer king of the sea. Uh-oh. <gasps> a fish lizard is. <laughs> it's weird. This lizard, it lived in the mountains, and now it swam in the ocean at the same time. I don't know. It's just bizarre, but I'm going to tell you all about it. It's coming up on Animal Radio News. I can't wait. Can't get rid of Charlie the Tuna? <laughs> That's right. It's like getting rid of flow. Let's uh, go to Kathy on line five. We've neglected line five today. Kathy, we didn't mean to neglect you. How are you doing? Hi. What's going on in your world? Well, um, I have a wonderful cat. I have two cats. But um, I have one particular cat that has recently demonstrated that he loves to go into my big potted plant and dig up all the dirt and then get it everywhere. And he knows that he's not supposed to do it because he'll run and hide as soon as he thinks I'm going to walk in the room and see him. But I don't I don't want to have to isolate him and keep him away, but I don't want him to kill my plants either. So do you have any suggestions on what I could do? What's your kitty's name? His name is Mr. Petey. Mr. Petey. And how old is he? He's four. He's four. Okay. Actually, my cat, Nathan, started doing that um, as well. One of the things you can do to um, help that is you, you definitely want to try to stimulate his environment because it's kind of like a game for him, believe it or not. You know, right. like he runs and hides. And so it's kind of like it's another way where he's interacting with you. So I would, if you, you're you not doing it already, start playing with them 15 minutes okay. twice a day to tucker him out and kind of, kind of, you know, stimulate him because that's really what he's doing. He's playing in the dirt. And in the wild, that's what they do. You know, they go, they dig, dig, dig. And okay, the other thing you can do though to, to, to help is you can actually put, um, Double sticky tape around the area um, that he would be touching to get into the plant. And then okay. they don't like that. They're very tactile. And so uh-huh. if they, they go to get on there and they their hands stick to it, that, that yeah. kind of kills the joy for them. You can put aluminum foil, which is really shiny and kind of they don't like that at, um, either. 
um, you can put a little chili powder on the plant, just dust it on the plant. And so, if, you know, they, if they get any little bit of that, obviously it's going to taste bad. You can also do, um, to make it taste bad, there's bitter apple spray. There's You can do, like, dilute perfume because... If they get a taste in their mouth and it tastes bad, that'll, again, kill the whole enjoyment <laughs> of them going in and digging. Right. Oh, no, that sounds, that sounds really, really true and really perfect. Because yeah. I, I kind of got the feeling that he was really playing, you know, but it's mm-hmm. the same time. You know, I yeah. just don't want it to tend to keep it up. So I really appreciate you sharing that with me. I'm going to try those things. When you mentioned the aluminum foil, do you mean like putting it across the top of the plant where the soil is? Exactly. Putting it um, okay. around it. Well, actually okay. putting it around, because they don't like that. Um, it kind of makes a sound that they don't like, and they don't like the reflection oh, on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank Great. you so much. I really yeah, you're appreciate welcome. it. Thank you for all you guys do. It's really fun to listen to you. Well, thanks. One more thing, Great. Kathy. Yeah. I have something. It's called a plant protector. It's actually okay. a it's a disc, and it comes in a big size, and you can cut it down, and you actually put it in your plant, and you cut out the center so it goes around the base of your plant, but then it covers all the dirt around all the way to the edge. It's just a disc you can cut to size. And what does it look like, rocks? It has a picture well, of rocks on it? Yeah, but they come in different designs, oh, different okay. colors. You can have different things. It's just called a, uh, it's a, called a plant protector. Just Google it, and you can buy them okay. and, and put them in your plants. They're great. And I use foil, too. Do you use foil? Yeah. yeah. Both. Oh, I never, I've never seen those discs. Cool. Yeah, they're pretty cool. And they, they, you just yeah. cut out this, you know, it's cut out for the yeah. middle, and then you cut right. out the edge to make it fit inside your planter. Very cool. Why do cats want to do that? Thank you. Thank you. They want to do that because they're, you know, they need to be stimulated like that. They would be doing that in the wild, digging and, you know, hunting and exploring their environment. Mm. So it's, an, you know, just like um, scratching. You know, people try to, you know, they get so mad at their cat. That's a natural behavior for them to scratch. Mm, okay. Thanks for your call there, Kathy. Good luck with that. one 405 The Dream Team is here in for Dr. Debbie on a much-deserved vacation. We have Doc Halligan today. Debbie needs vacation. She does. She She's been doing so the show how long? How many years? This is our 12th year. Oh, wow. Every wow. Saturday she doesn't she miss. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I need a vacation. Yeah, so do I. Why is it I'm the only one that doesn't take vacations? You need you know, to do vacation, How Balance. Hey, did anyone see that dog in the news that we had a lion cut that um, the people called the police and thought there was a lion running down the street? <laughs> no, I'm serious. It was, it was, yes, it was, I saw it. It, and was on, it didn't, yeah, and it the didn't dog look like great, a lion. Though. It was a good cut. Whoever did the whoever, whatever did that cut, But did it look like a lion a at all to you, Joey, at all? Well, the cut looked like a lion, but no. I mean, the dog looked like a dog with a lion cut that was executed well. That, but right. you know, I mean, I think the people that called the police probably, you know, need to put a new set of glasses on. But it was yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> Nothing like freaking out the neighbors. Yes, until the real lion runs down the street. Ah, that's right. that dog. Yeah. <laughs> Crime wolf, right? On the show today, we're mm. going to talk to a lady who uh, says there may be a reason that you're single, and it may be your pets. Maybe your animal, maybe your bunny, maybe your cats, and we'll ask her for some tips on that. You know, there is so many ways to reach out 
and ask us questions. You can call 1-866-405-8405 or you can email us at yourvoiceatanimalradio.com or tweet us your questions at Animal Radio or even Facebook us your questions at Animal Radio. The Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. You can not only listen to the shows, but ask your questions right from the app. And this one comes in off the app from Ann Wright. She writes, she has a dog, Junior, who's nine years old. He's been on a semi with his with her husband all his life. They got married four years ago, and they're a team, husband and wife team. So all three of them all out on the road. In about the last year, Junior's become aggressive towards me. Not all the time, but he started growling, even biting me, she says. Ooh. I do everything for him, and he's very loving towards me. My husband says he's just protecting him, but it doesn't happen only when my husband's around. Of course, I know in the pack, my husband's number one, Junior's number two, and I'm number three. Alan, can you get him to help me get him not to be ugly and bite at me for no reason? There's so there's so much wrong with what she wrote, and I'm going to email her back as well. But when she says that Junior the dog is number two, first of all, I don't know what kind of dog this is, but you know, a lot of dogs specifically, that was a hard word to say, German <laughs> shepherds, they you know they get to be eight nine years old, they start to lose their sight and their hearing, and they can get aggressive because of that. Oh. So my first instinct is to tell her to take the dog in and make sure that the dog is not losing its faculties because that will make a dog aggressive. Bar that, her saying that she. Number three on the food chain. That's a huge problem. Mm. This is not a human being. It's a dog. They don't. Dogs don't think like we do. That dog is not protecting her husband. That dog is showing her who the boss is. That he is dominant. That mm. he is in charge of her. This can never happen. The humans have to be in charge. The dog needs it. The dog has to have it. And it can be changed slowly over time just by doing things like walking the dog and giving the dog commands and making the dog and having control of the food, entering the house first, leaving the house first, uh, having a section of the house that's hers that's off limits to the dog. These are cues that let dogs know that they are submissive to you, that you are dominant over them and that you are the boss and they need that to be happy and to remain safe. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. At TurboTax, we know your paycheck is more than a number. It's covering the register while answering phones. It's skipping breaks. And it's eating lunch standing up. You work hard to earn your money, so we put the power to keep more of it in the palm of your hand. With TurboTax, you can take a photo of your W-2 with your smartphone and we'll import your information automatically. Just answer a few simple questions, hit e-file, and you're done. TurboTax, the power to keep what's yours. Learn more at TurboTax.com. TurboTax mobile solutions work on select smartphones. Stop pain now. Pain keeps you from enjoying life, or worse, keeps you up at night. Stop pain now with real-time pain relief, the great-smelling topical pain relief cream you can try absolutely free. That's right. Go to PainFreeOffer.com and get a free sample with free shipping right now. No credit card needed at PainFreeOffer.com. We're so sure it'll work, even if everything else you've tried hasn't. You get a free sample with free shipping, absolutely no cost to you, at PainFreeOffer.com painfreeoffer.com and my name is Ray Harland I've been using real time pain relief now for about nine months 
uh, real-time pain relief than a godsend because this is the only topical that actually touches my pain and reduces it. This is a truly no-risk offer that can stop your pain. Go to painfreeoffer.com and get a free sample of real-time pain relief cream with free shipping. You won't be asked for a credit card. Go to painfreeoffer.com now. Click today and be pain-free. Painfreeoffer.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, everybody, this is Billy Dean, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Terry, how are you doing? Well, I've got two rescue dogs. Uh, we've had them for about a year and a half now. One is a uh, minpin. The other one is an Australian cattle dog. And uh, we took the cattle dog first. We had her for... Uh, a short time, our neighbor had a uh, chihuahua. They got along real well. Then the neighbor moved, and we went and got the men pen. But she does really well with the with the little dogs. She adapts with little dogs all the well. But when it comes to dogs her size or bigger, uh, she just has a temperament problem, and we don't know what to do with it. She'll, I mean, you can hear her snapping uh, her jaws so hard trying to get at them. Uh, so she's not socialized at all. And being we don't know her past uh, family life, uh, we don't know what to do with her. So what do you that's do? a big problem. What do you do? Firstly, there's a lot of different kinds of uh, aggression in dogs. It's probably the most common problem. And uh, your dog is fearful, very, very anxious and afraid, and that's why she's reacting like that when other dogs come near her. She's afraid, and she figures the best offense is a good, the best defense is a good offense. And whether she would go at him or not, we don't know. But what are you doing when your dog's acting like this? What's your behavior? Uh, usually yelling at her to stay, you know, pulling back on the leash. Uh, we've tried taking her to the dog parks a couple times, and to get her to um, socialize is, is almost impossible. Now, our daughter has a uh, an Australian cattle dog, also a different color. We have a blue, and theirs is a tan. And um, now they bring it over. It was a puppy to begin with. And if we're right there with them, uh, we can keep them from, you know, but she growls and uh, she snapped a couple times. But not, but you get, didn't bite the you dog. get, but you get very anxious. You're, you're very anxious and your energy is very manic when your dog's acting like that. Oh, you're, sure. you're afraid sure. too, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the best. Too. The, the best advice to me, because I would love to work with someone like you and be there because that's what it takes, because it's behavior modification that you have to uh, involve yourself in. And to do that, you have to understand what's triggering your dog, and you already know that. Other dogs are triggering your dog. And, and you have to know how to divert and redirect your dog's energy and, and get your dog to where he's not or she's not afraid of other dogs. I, I would suggest you visit a behavioral therapist, a, a dog behavioral expert, because there are certain things you need to know so that the problem doesn't get worse the simple solution is just don't bring your dog around other dogs for a while don't bring your dog around other dogs because that's the trigger but in order to change your dog's behavior that's a little involved and it's a little difficult to explain on the phone i could give you if, if somebody gets me an email address i could actually write you out a plan of action that you could follow but getting a sure. behavioral expert would be a very good idea for you to teach yeah. you how to be calm and be a, an assertive, compact leader, because that's what your dog needs. Your dog is anxious and fearful because the dog is protecting you as well as afraid for itself right now. 
Yeah. See, my wife uh, is there with the dogs all the time, and I work, so I'm... and and uh, when we got her, uh, this dog has never tried to leave. I mean, it's like she walked through the door and said, "Okay, I'm at my home, and I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to you know, stay Jimmy right is... here. The gates can be open. She'll bark yeah, she's at people. Very fearful at that gate. Oh yeah, just very... you know, I have a I have a neighbor with a dog like that. This dog is just a mess because they were taking a walk one day, and another dog attacked while his dog was on a leash. And ever since that day. He's been a wreck, so his dog is a wreck, and he won't let his dog be around other dogs. And I was walking by his house, and his dog is barking like a maniac, and I walked up there, and he's freaking out. The neighbor's freaking out. And I said, Larry, just leave me alone with your dog for a couple of minutes. Go in your house. And I had them playing and acting like dogs within 10 minutes. I mean, they were, they were just acting like dogs. His dog was acting like a dog again instead of like a mess. And that's because that's the dog is feeding off his energy. His energy is so manic and crazy, the dog <laughs> thinks there's something to be afraid of even when there isn't. It's, it's like Joey's in the room. Okay, that makes sense because, uh, and my wife gets, uh, her son was here with his daughter, a baby, and no, I don't want the dog because she snaps and she growls and that, and I said, this, it, the dog is fine, leave him alone, and, and we've never had any problem. I mean, it's a baby and a baby's full on dog, and she's done really well, but my wife gets really anxious and I can see it then, you know, because she keeps him away and, and puts her out in the garage when the baby's there and things like that. Well, your wife is smart. I mean, you should definitely keep the dog leashed when the baby's there. You don't, you don't know what could happen, and, and the, the, the time distance between a dog becoming fearful and actually being aggressive is so short and so unpredictable if you don't know what you're looking at when you watch a dog that it's very smart to be cautious when there's a baby around. But you can keep the dog around you. Just make sure the dog is on a leash. Make sure you're right there when the baby approaches the dog at all times. Yeah, okay. That works. Terry, give us your email address. Hang tight. I'm going to put you on hold, and we'll uh, fry up Alan to that. By the way, you can email Alan. Anybody can email Alan. Send your spam to Alan, <laughs> A-L-A-N, at AnimalRadio.com, A-L-A-N. And I'm still, yeah. I'm still waiting for a picture of Joey in that outfit we talked about. <laughs> well, I, hold on. I forget. What outfit are we talking about here? The one you told me you keep in the back of your closet. <laughs> Oh yes, yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll get that. I'll get that right out there. I got a quick question though for you, for you know that that pertains to um, that caller. If if I had a puppy, and the best, what is the best thing that I should do in order to get them used to certain things? Just socialize and and walk. I mean, do I should would you introduce your pet to basically you know everything, the people around you, other pets, and the leash? Would you say that that's probably the most important things that you can do in the beginning? You know what? In the beginning, you're absolutely right. You should bring your dog into the most situations around the most people, around the most other dogs that you can, and, and get yourself used to being calm, putting yourself in a calm frame of mind that you are in charge, that you are the pack leader. And, yeah, you bring that puppy into all different situa- situations. The more exposure puppies have to people and other dogs and situations where there's noise and, and all kinds of things going on, the calmer they will be when they grow up. They just get used to being in different situations. It's kind of like if, if, Joey, you were never in a thunderstorm and all of a sudden you were in a thunderstorm, what would that do to you? 
You wouldn't know what it was. You'd be freaking out. And you're a person. People can explain this to you with words. But dogs don't communicate with words. So every situation that they're, they're not in, when they get thrust into it, you don't know how they're going to react if they've never been in that situation before. Well, thank you. Well, you're welcome. I just want you to know that you still have, oh, about five days left to get one of these X-Power Pro at Home dryers Hurry. for $89. Hurry. After that, it goes back up. I believe, uh, I don't know, these things are worth like 200 bucks. It's worth 200 bucks, but let me tell you something. The amount of money that you're going to save from grooming your pet, it's worth a hell of a lot more because you're going to get professional results from this dryer that, um, that you wouldn't with a regular hair dryer in your house. It's safer than a regular hair dryer in your house because the temperature is controlled where sometimes the regular hair dryers get too warm. And you know what? They don't have enough volume to really blow that water out of the coat. Um, this dryer, how in, in, is probably Probably as good or better than most of the professional dryers that I use in the salon. It has two speeds. It can be converted into a vacuum. If I turn it on here and I put my um, high-pressure nozzle on, it could probably blow Doc Halligan's clothes right off her body. Um, And, um, yep. And um, wow. you know what? It's 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 good. It's good for it's good for everything. I've I've used it on my dog. I've used it in my car. I've used it all over the house. I mean, it's for a, a, that little investment of eighty nine dollars. Believe me, you're getting some piece of equipment here. Yes, it is. It works as a great vacuum as well as uh, a blow dryer. And in fact, I cleaned all the. Uh, I spent last week cleaning the. Uh, little, uh, what do they call those things in the corners? The uh, Cobwebs. Cobwebs. Thank you very much, Judy. From the entire house and the fans. It's so quiet. The cats usually run when I turn on a vacuum. They don't even know it's on. 89 bucks. Get it at Amazon.com or ViperPet.com. X-Power, your pro at home dryer. Thanks, guys, for sponsoring Animal Radio. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, Some describe seeing fireworks at romantic times, but fireworks seem to have blasted the libido right out of a once-romantic ostrich in Germany. Rico Gabel is claiming over $6,000 in damages and wants the three boys responsible to pay up. His ostrich, Gustav, was once a fun-loving playboy who had no trouble romancing his two partners. But Gabel says three boys setting off firecrackers near his farm has made Gustav, the ostrich, apathetic, depressed, and just not in the mood for love for six months. His owner says the firecrackers were responsible for him losing on an estimated 14 ostrich offspring, worth about $500 apiece. The case is still in litigation, but the good news is Gustav is now feeling much better and able to be romantic once again. Thanks for asking. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hey, this is Josh DeMille on Animal Radio. Please adopt a pet. Hi, it's Alan Cable. Here's something interesting. What do you think that is? Believe it or not, that's actually a French bulldog begging to get up on the couch. (laughs) 
crazy. <laughs> Didn't know they could make that sound, did you? Dogs surprise us every day. Everybody's talking about the video of the dogs driving. And we actually talked to that gentleman on the show. He's an amazing trainer. So today we're going to talk about his training technique. It's called clicker training. So what is it? Well, whenever your dog does something you want him to do, you use a clicker. It makes a short click sound, and it tells your dog exactly when they're doing something right. When you combine it with positive reinforcement like a treat or a good boy, it's a very powerful way to teach your dog to do a behavior. Researchers have long known that dogs create associations. So the more you pair up a desired action with a positive consequence, the stronger the association becomes. For instance, my dog has a rug in the kitchen, and that's where he gets lots of treats. I give him a lot of affection there, too. So whenever he sees me, he gets up and walks over and lays down on his rug. He makes an association with the rug that when he's there, most of the time he gets a treat, affection, or both. Brings us back to our bulldog who probably gets let up on the couch when he makes that sound. So now that we know about actions and consequences and how they create an association in your dog's mind, let's talk about what a clicker is effective in doing. The hardest, most difficult thing for you to do is to let your dog know what you want. The clicker speeds that up. You have to click at the exact moment the behavior you want happens. If your dog sits, you click. If your dog lays down, you click. If he gives you his paw, you click. It's like taking a picture of the exact behavior you want to reinforce. You actually click before you start giving the dog a command or a hand signal. The first couple of times, you just wait for your dog to sit, then you give him a quick click and a treat. When your dog gets clicked several times for sitting and starts to repeat the behavior knowing exactly what earns the click, you can start using a hand signal or the word sit. A clicker will help you be very clear in the behavior you want from your dog. Be patient and remember, good boy. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolic Hat, the award-winning automatic pet toys that provide hours of fun for you and your pets. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. The town of Watford, England, recently discovered there's an answer to a question of how many fire engines does it take to rescue a stranded squirrel? Well, the answer was three on this one. At least that's how many responded after a local resident called to say that this little rodent had fallen into a pond and it was trapped on a small island. According to Orange News, it took seven firefighters when they arrived to help the squirrel. They did it by creating a bridge with one of their ladders so the animal could crawl his way back to the mainland. But despite the successful rescue, some questioned why so many men were sent for such a small little creature. A spokesman for the firefighters explained that the first call they got said there were people in the water as well. Well, that's a way to get them out there to help. I would do that, too, if I saw an animal, because a lot of times they won't come for an animal. I'm not telling you to call 911 for a bad call, but, you know, if you're trying to help a pet, that's one way to get him there. (laughs) A cat in Brazil has been locked up after it was found carrying contraband into a prison. This white cat was first spotted entering the gate of a prison in Brazil, and guards approached the feline felon when they noticed its body was wrapped in tape. Attached to it, this cat was carrying a drill, a mobile phone, an earphone, a memory card, batteries, and a phone charger. A spokesperson for the prison say they are investigating the matter. However, they say it's kind of tough to find out who's responsible since that cat obviously cannot speak. All 263 inmates at the prison are currently being considered as suspects. The cat was taken to a local animal shelter where it did receive some medical care. I don't know if I would send a cat in to help me if I was trying to, you know, break out of prison. Aren't, aren't cat, I'm not a cat person, but aren't they kind of independent and they'll go just wherever they want to go? It's pretty tough to train a cat to do tricks, I would think. But whatever. 
One Bend, Oregon man is combining his love of dogs and his love of beer in a new product. Now, I know we've talked about dog beer before, but this must be somebody else that wants to kick back with their dog. According to Oregon's KTVZ TV, Daniel Keaton has found a way to let his four-legged friend uh, sit alongside of him and, and chug a few. Keaton has developed Dog Grog. It's a beer for man's best friend. The non-alcoholic beverage is a simple mixture of vegetable broth, water, spent grain from a local brewery, and glucosamine. Keaton says that when he first poured it into his dog Lola's dish, she drank it right up. He says she's never walked away from a good brew. He officially launched the Hound Brew in July and already has his first retail customer, Visit Bend. Visit Bend CEO Doug LaPlaca says that customers typically have to look at the label twice before they ask if it's really for dogs. The puppy brewskis are now available in 16-ounce bottles and several stores in Bend. You can get it online at dog, D-A-W-G, grog.com. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Frolicab, the award-winning automatic pet toys that exercise and entertain your pets. Learn more at frolicat.com. Cats need to stimulate their curiosity, and Frolicat toys automatically entertain and exercise your pet. Turn on Frolicat Bolt or Frolicat Dart and watch your cat chase after randomly generated laser patterns. Or program Frolicat Twitch to turn on automatically so your cat can play while you are away. Frolicat's award-winning designs fit into your modern home and are fun for you and your pet. Buy them at your favorite store or learn more at Frolicat.com. At TurboTax, we know your paycheck is more than a number. It's brown bag lunches every day. It's picking up extra shifts. And it's catching the bus to work. You work hard to earn your money, and we want to help you stretch every dollar. That's why TurboTax lets you file your simple federal return for free. It's free to prepare, print, e-file, and you can even chat with a tax expert. TurboTax, the power to keep what's yours. Get the federal free edition at TurboTax.com. Live tax help service is subject to availability. Restrictions and change without notice. See TurboTax.com for details. This is a referral service. Calls will be routed to an independent referral insurance agency. Do you know the number one cause of bankruptcy? No, it's not losing your job or running up credit card debt. It's not even divorce. It's medical costs. If you and your family don't have health insurance, just one serious illness or accident could be financially devastating. But now there's good news, really good news. A health insurance hotline has been established to provide health insurance for all Americans, even uninsured Americans with pre-existing conditions. Now anyone can get health insurance even if you have a pre-existing medical condition. I repeat, now anyone can get health insurance coverage. Call now for a free no-obligation quote on affordable health plans available to you. Again, this is a free hotline for anyone, even if you have pre-existing conditions. Protect you and your family from sudden unexpected medical costs. Call the free health insurance hotline right now at 1-800-838-5562. That's 1-800-838-5562. Call 1-800-838-5562. Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews, along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to phytofriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. 1-866-405-8405. Write that on your unk. It is toll-free to our dream team. 
In for Dr. Debbie today, Doc Halligan, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Villani, and animal communicator Joey Turner all here. Hey, listen, we are, uh, most of us are all single, except for Joey. And uh, the reason is because we have a lot of animals. Uh, well, except for you, J.D., you, you have a lot of animals, but you've managed to wrangle a husband. But Yeah, well, thank you when you put it like that. For a lot of us, uh, because we have animals, we are single. And I just checked out an article that was, uh, it's called Pet Chatter. And the author who writes this column is Stephanie St. Martin. And you can, uh, she writes for the Boston Herald. Let me know. Is she on the phone? Oh, this is cool. We have her on the phone. Stephanie St. Martin joining us. Hi, Steph. Hi, how are you guys? Very good. So tell us, who do you write for? I write for the Boston Globe, boston.com, and their pet section. And as you said, my blog is Pet Chatter. Yeah, and you're single? <laughs> I, yes, I am. <laughs> do you attribute it to your pets? Yeah, I do. I, I have a pet rabbit, and I guess that's odd to people. Um, but when I, you know, when I go out and I talk to guys about it and... They ask me, oh, do you have any animals? And I say, yes, I have a rabbit. They don't know what to do. So um, I definitely attribute it to him. Do you tell him that you have a kid? Like I say that my furry children are children. I'll say uh, my first is Boog. My firstborn is Boog, uh, the studio stunt cat. And women will look at me a little weird when I say that. See, I would actually adore that um, because I do the same thing. I'm like, oh, yes, this this is my son and or my main man. And I take out my cell phone like a... You know, an idiot, and show them show them a picture of the rabbit, and um, their looks even get more perplexed. So, yep, definitely call him my son. And then you never see them again, right? Yeah, it's usually that's that's the nail in the coffin for the relationship. Well, you got to admit there are guys that I'm sure really find this very endearing. From my point of view, you know, being honest that you have a pet is fine, but you might want to just dial it back. So, you know, definitely say you have a, a pet and you you love them and you. You know, maybe if they're up for doing a hike, you can bring the pet with you and kind of gauge it that way rather than going on and on over dinner about how many toys they have or their medical problems. <laughs> so, so I think if you gauge it, um, you know, slowly but surely, the relationship can happen. Because as you said, I think it's endearing when somebody has a pet. It's a nurturing quality that I look for. I mean, if they haven't killed that, I can trust them. <laughs> you know, my, my father calls my pet rabbit his grand bunny. Aww. And that's that's adorable, but you know that's my dad. <laughs> I think you know if I'm saying I have a son and they realize it's a rabbit, it's just odd. So I think if you kind of avoid the children label and just be honest, I have a pet. Mm. Uh, you could say you spoil him like he was a child. That's fine, but I think directly saying pet and child not ideal. <laughs> but you know, you don't only call your bunny your child. You call yourself a couple. Really? Yeah, um, yeah. We just we just celebrated our four year anniversary together. So <laughs> wow. he's been the longest relationship I've ever had in a while. So he he's my other half right now, and you know he's the one who's hanging out with me every night. And fourth um, anniversary. That's yeah. carrots, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I know Judy has actually gone out of her way to match her animal or match her pet. You know what I'm talking about? Hair, nails. uh, Mm -hmm. Made sure she had a black and white cat that would match the couch. Yeah, match my furniture. (laughs) You know, I see people dress up their pets all the time. um, for So I went to Boston College, and I'm very proud of that. And, you know, before a big game, I'll put Bailey in his little Boston College (laughs) T-shirt. so, you know, it's just, I, I'm superstitious. He's, he has a lucky rabbit's foot. I'm hoping it brings the team luck. So, um, usually it does. But yeah, I think, I think, you know, it's fun for pet lovers like us, but people who don't understand 
that kind of connection to animals are just going to look at it oddly. Just as we who don't understand, you know, a love for Star Trek or Star Wars look at it a little strangely. Mm-hmm. Now, Doc Halligan, you're single. Do you, do you blame it on yes. your pets? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that uh, I'm just like you. I, you know, on the first date, I'm like, oh, do you want to see Kinky and Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> I've got my two cats on the phone, and they're like, kinky? Uh, I know Doc Halligan, and I'm not blaming it on her pets, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, you know the other thing is I do neuter for a living. So, yes, that could make a man nervous. (laughs) It would make me nervous. (laughs) Is your rabbit neutered? Yes, yes. um, I'm very a big proponent of neutering. I feel bad because that's like their one mission in life. Sure. (laughs) To reproduce. So, um, but I did have them neutered, yes. But do you tell your dates that? (laughs) Um, Not right away. (laughs) That's usually another red flag where they'll go running for the door. You know, I actually had a conversation with my ex-husband, and I said he was jealous of my relationship with my chocolate lab Duke. Wow. And I said, Steve, I don't want to have sex with Duke. I just, you know, we have a bond. I mean, I actually had to say that. You know, the dog park is a great place to meet women. I will take, uh, yeah. like, Ladybug, the studio stunt dog out there. Are there certain dogs that you, as a man, a masculine man, you shouldn't really show up at the dog park with? I mean, in my opinion... It, it just looks weird if I see a big, muscular guy with a chihuahua. Does it work uh, for you? <laughs> with a little chihuahua or Yorkshire terror, something small. I feel like, uh, you know, it has to be bigger than, you know, a bulldog with the exception of the dachshund, you know. I, it just needs to be a big dog. I think of guys, I think of a husky or a German shepherd or a lab. Like, that's attractive. A man with a chihuahua, like, what, what do you, where's your girlfriend? Like, it's just weird. <laughs> that can't be your dog. It's got to be your, your girlfriend's or your wife's. Exactly. Um, you know, I'm from Boston, so um, Giselle Bunchen, Tom Brady's wife, had a Yorkshire Terrier named Vita, and there was a picture um, that kind of went viral a couple of years ago of Tom Brady riding around on a bicycle with this Yorkshire Terrier Vita in the basket. And I was just like, you are a quarterback. You are the epitome of a man. You should not be seen with that dog. Um, and I think they lost the Super Bowl that year, so that might have had something to do with it. What is the what is the link to your Pet Chatter blog? Yeah, sure. I mean, it, it's, I, I forgive me, it's very long, but the easiest way, if you just Google boston.com um, or Boston Globe Pet Chatter, that's the easiest way to find it. But if you were to find it, it's um, petchatter.com slash blog slash community slash pets slash pet chatter. Okay. It's very odd and weird, but um, it changes every week. I will have something, you know, relationship-wise for Valentine's Day. You know, it changes all the time, and I love getting, you know, uh, feedback from fans. Beautiful. We'll put the link over at AnimalRadio.com for those of you that are driving or, or have trouble with long URLs like I do. Uh, over at Animal Radio and Stephanie St. Martin, the author, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you guys so much for having me. I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Oh, it will be awesome. Thank you so much. 1-866-405-8405. Hey, everybody. This is Brett Michaels. And I just want to say, you, right now, want to take... Wait, give me the line again. My brain skipped. <laughs> Brett Michaels... I just had one of my brain hemorrhage brain farts. Oh, Go don't ahead. do that. Say don't that do that. I don't want to be responsible for that. Trust me, it's me. Go okay. ahead. Animal Radio. Brett Michaels Animal Radio. You got it. I knew the Animal Radio. Like, okay, here we go. Hey, this is Brett Michaels. You're listening to Animal Radio. And take care of your pets. They will rock your world. 
1-866-405-8405. Yes? No, go ahead. You can finish. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, I love when the um, when the guests hang um, hang up because then I could talk ship um, behind their back because, <laughs> yeah. you know, I really... But um, if anyone is blaming, you know, their pets on their relationship... Come on, give me a break here. You know that should only that should only work out to your behalf. It shouldn't. You know you got to you got to make it work to your behalf. You can't let it um, take away. So I don't believe it. Wise advice. I wouldn't say that to a face because if she's having relationship problems, she's probably a tough broad. So. So what do you have to say about that, Stephanie? Okay. She's gone, Joey. So no, you know what it is, now. though, Joey. I agree with you that you know, really, it's it's not that. But what it is is you have to learn to attract the right person. Like Hal's saying, you know, he wouldn't have issues with a woman having a rabbit, and but she's not attracting those type of men. She's attracting men that find it odd that she's in love with a rabbit. I think yeah. she's going to the wrong places but, to meet men. Yeah, you guys know honestly going. know many people. I mean, I know some, but do you know many people that really don't like pets or that they're that against them? Yes, yeah, I no, do. The cats. Cats. Remember, Joey? A lot of guys don't like cats. Well, it's funny because Karen and I did a short segment for a pilot about men and cats, and um, yep. I don't know. I, I I think I think the men were were pretty positive about about cats, uh, more so than than I thought they would be. I mean, I see, I like all pets, so it to to me it it doesn't it doesn't bother me. But I can see how some men think cats aren't masculine until they own them. And then you know what? Some right. of the some of the toughest and 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 manly men all of a sudden you know have cats and they, and they love the cats. So I agree. I think uh, most I'd say ninety percent of the men that say they don't like cats have never owned a cat. Exactly. So how can you say you hate something you've never had? Right? Like, oh, I, I, someone makes, you know, cheese pastry, whatever. Oh, I hate that. Have you ever had it? No. Now, wait a second. I could look down <laughs> in the toilet when I'm done and say, I've never had that, but I'm not going to eat it. <laughs> but you don't, yeah, you you don't gotta, know you if you point hate it. But you don't know if you <laughs> hate it. Yeah, you got to eat it first and yeah. then say, I don't like it. Then you can say you hate it. You know, because the dogs all seem to like it when they eat it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. We digress. one 405 Gibson, the seven-foot Great Dane. What about um, him? It says, it says here he's battling bone cancer and um, might lose one of his legs. Wow. Wow, which which leg? Front or you back? I'm, I'm looking at it right now and see how actually hates when I when I'm on the internet when I'm on the show. I don't actually I don't you mind know, that I, much. I, I know you're doing I, your I, research. I, yeah, you know, but he 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 doesn't like when I don't pay attention. Um, and um, I'm just on here. Hey, I'm surfing half the time too. Well, better than you watching porn when you were doing it. Yeah, you were doing that. Well, a while that's ago. what that's what he was yelling. He was yelling at me about that. So, now, What's that in the background, Joey? <laughs> <laughs> You know, it doesn't say which 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 leg in this. Oh, okay, show interesting. Here, but um, yeah. Are those dogs predisposed to cancer like that? Yes, I, the large bone dogs are. But the good news is they do okay with three legs. Um, the thing is, though, you have to get it early because once it metastasizes, then the prognosis is not as good. Mm. Well, we wish him all the best with that. How tall was he? Seven feet. Is he? It says seven foot here. Seven oh, foot great stains on its hind legs. Can you imagine I know, picking it's up like... the poop? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would just hand him a roll of toilet paper. Yeah. Okay, exactly. and tell him to flush when he's done. <laughs>
celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. 1-866-405-8405. Write that on your unkiness toll free to our dream team. In for Dr. Debbie today, Doc Halligan, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, and animal communicator Joey Turner, all here. Hey, Jim, how you doing? Doing good. Where are you calling from today? Huntington, West Virginia. What can we do for you there? I have two cats. One's about three years old and the other one's four months. But our oldest one, when she uses a litter box, she does what she needs to do, and then she starts scratching all over the litter box, but not the litter. <laughs> mm-hmm. So i got to go over there and cover it all up. Hi, Jim. Dark Halligan. That's funny. Uh, yeah. I've seen cats well, do that. You just have to smell, and it seems to be funny. You're like, come on now. Could you get your feet in the litter? And they're just scratch, 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 right? She, yeah. she just scratches all the plastic and mm-hmm. everywhere, but it, she won't scratch the litter. Well, now, which is the one that's doing that, the two-year-old or the f- kitten, the four-month-old? Uh, no, the kitten's great. We yeah, were hoping she might show the older one how right. to do it, you know, but so, okay, uh, so it's, it's the older one, and she's always done that. And so how long have you had her, Jim? Since she was a kitten. Uh, how old was she when you got her? She about four months old, she was a stray. Okay. You know, the the thing is that cats are very particular about their litter, and it's it's quite possible at that age that she probably was used to using dirt outside. Have you tried using different litter with her? Yes, we have. Okay, what kind of litter um, have you tried? The corn kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done um, all the kinds from Sam's. Hardware, I mean, the warehouse, um, and that's about all. Have you tried the clumping litter? Yes. You've tried the clumping because um, I, I have a feeling that she doesn't like the feel of the of the litter in between her feet, and that's why she's not wanting to use that. They have a lot of different brands. They have a one now that's maybe it mimics more like they would use in the wild, like dirt. And I wonder if she'd like that. The other thing too is, um, do you have two litter boxes? Uh, we did, but they only would use the one. Okay, and um, are they the high litter boxes, or Probably are they the five inches high? Not yeah, they, real you know, they, high. They're not. Uh, they're just probably about five inches yeah. high. The five inches high, and how much litter are you putting in there? I fill it about third full. Two thirds full. Yeah, I mean, I try experimenting with it. I mean, they, they've done so many studies on this because it is a real problem for um, cat owners, and it's one of the reasons they get turned into the shelters is because of you know the their litter box habits. I would try different types of litter experiment. I would get two boxes. Um, you're supposed to have one box per cat. And like with mine too, I just have it right next to them. And I would try a bigger size box. So have two different sizes of box. Okay. And try using less litter. I know it seems kind of weird, but try putting less litter in there as well and experimenting with the amount of litter you put in. Um, do, do you use the scented or the um, unscented? Unscented. 
Okay, good. That's that's what we recommend, the, the unscented, because cats have a really strong sense of smell. Um, the one and, you're talking about that smells that is like dirt, what is the brand name of that? Are you allowed to you know, smell? You know what? I don't, I, and I can't remember. I can see it. It'll, it'll be, if you just go to a, um, a pet store in your area, they will have it. Um, it's relatively new, but like I said, it mimics more like what they would use in the wild because that's my feeling is she's been doing it since she was four months old. That's what she was used to because they get trained with the litter very early on when they're kittens between four and eight weeks. They actually start using the litter box. She was um, older so- than that when we got her, I think, so. Right, so she was used to going outside, probably. We don't know what her life story is. Right. Don't you wish they could tell you? Oh, heaven. (laughs) I just look at my cats and go, I wish you guys could just talk, right? Yes, these two, the two that we have are both uh, strays, Mm -hmm. and um, we feed them Halo. Mm -hmm. That's a great diet. It's a very good one. Uh, because the oldest one, if we give her anything cheap, vomits. Okay, so she's sensitive. Mm-hmm. Just wonder how much in the wild she was before we got her because her little stomach is so sensitive. But I've tried all kinds of different litters. I will go back up to Petco and see what they have. And tell them tell them that you talked with me and that I was recommending the one that's it's more like dirt substance okay. than, the, than the litter. Because it, it, she just probably doesn't like the feel of it. Sounds like, right? She's just not using it to cover up her feces. And you guys should not have to go do that for her. Well, I've, right? a, I've even taken a hold of her paws to show her how oh, to do you've it. Done it. Yeah, she no, that won't it. work. Right, that won't work. Oh, she you know, it. if she does do it, you could positively reinforce her when she does do the behavior that you want. Like if you have any like treats, when oh, she jumps when she out of the box. she has a mistake done mm-hmm. it, and it is a mistake. Mm-hmm. I mean, we praise her. We oh, do good. everything. Try this. I w- I'm sorry. I wish I could think of the name of it, but you'll see it. There, it's available at all the pet stores. Well, I, I'm uh, up there all the time, so that, that's Okay, no and then problem. get back to us. Is How can she get back to Absolutely. us if it's not working? So I can, We do follow-ups. We'll go to Plan what? B. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, that's all we have time for today. We thank you for joining us. Remember, you can get lots more Animal Radio over at the website at AnimalRadio.com or at Facebook at Animal Radio or tweet us at Animal Radio and get all your recalls and any breaking news uh, via tweet. And don't forget the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. And you can not only ask your questions but listen to past shows. And I encourage you to check out Dr. Debbie's book, even though she's on vacation. I'm going to plug the book. <laughs> uh, Yorkshire Terrier, Shih Tzus, Pugs, Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. I want to thank Doc Halligan for filling in for Dr. Debbie today. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having me. Anytime, you I guys. I love when Doc's on. What are you guys going to go do now? I assume you're probably going to head out of the studio, uh, have yeah, lunch we're, together. We're, How does that come We're going shopping. You're going to go shopping? Shopping. Yeah. Joey's lost so much weight, and I'm going to help him pick out some clean underwear. We're going to get him some uh, clean underwear. That sounds get like the, I'll get the, the Teflon. Joey, are you boxer or brief? I am. I'm, I'm, I'm a boxer brief guy. I like the boxes that, you know, that, that, that hug you like briefs. I don't, I don't like regular. <laughs> I wish I could answer either one. Oh. <laughs> On that note, have yourself a great weekend. We'll see you back here next week for more Animal Radio. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, guys. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.